Welcome to the Bleed Midlife Bulimia podcast with guest Corinda Dion, the number one change agent. Hi, everyone. I am Lorianne. I am the host of Bleed Midlife Bulimia. And today I am so pleased to have Corinda Dion with me. And she is the number one change agent. I love that. The reason why I reached out to her to be on this podcast is because I loved what I read in her profile about, you know, pointing the finger outward versus pointing the finger inward and taking control of your stuff. So thank you so for, much for being here, Corenda. And please do tell us how you came to become a mm. number one change agent. Wow. Well, first of all, Lorianne, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. And, you know, my becoming came through pain. Um, my becoming did not happen because, you know, my parents laid out the silver platter or I had all of the resources or I had all of the right connections. Uh, my becoming came from pain, learning through experiences and choosing a different way. Um, and that's not always easy um, because when you do have to choose, you have to take accountability as well. So, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm excited to be here and, and share my story and hope that someone is, you know, many are absolutely encouraged by today. Perfect. Yeah. So let's move on to that. Tell us about your story. How did you learn that pointing the finger outward was not as important as pointing yeah. outward? Yeah, you know, what happened with me was, and you've probably heard this saying, um, that when life gives you lemons to make lemonade, right? And uh, Lorianne, I was going through my, my second divorce and um, I had noticed just certain cycles happening over and over in my life. Same cycle, maybe different person, different name, maybe different location, but the cycle was the same. And I remember talking to a friend and I was having one of those boo-hoo, moments, you know, tissues and just, just letting it out, you know, just feeling like I was a failure, just feeling like, you know, here I am, you know, going through this again, and a person that is full of love and full of life, and how is this happening? And, um, and I said to my friend, I said, you know, that saying, you know, when they say when life gives you lemons to make lemonade, I said, well, what if I don't want to make lemonade? What if I don't want to make lemonade? And uh, my friend said, well, don't take aim. And I said, oh my gosh, that's it. Throw the lemons back, right? And so from that very moment, Lorianne, from that very breath, my life was never the same. And from that point forward, I was determined to heal first and then take that message of taking aim by taking accountability um, by building your strength, by doing self-healing in order to throw those lemons back. Um, and from there, things have just blossomed. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that there's this repeat. And <laughs> I would understand when you're saying that when you do the self-healing and you take accountability for it, mm -hmm. those cycles start to break. Yes. Yes, yeah, cycles do start to break. And what happens, one of the cycles is that mentally, um, because you have this, this war between your mind and your heart, right? And there are times when you feel you want to do better, but your mind sometimes triggers things that says, well, can you? 
And then it's the opposite where your mind says you can do this, but your heart has so much weight and pain from experiences in life. And you're like, I'm too broken, right? So there's always this struggle. And, you know, I had to really work hard and, and as best as I could, because we're not perfect, right? Even though I'm a better Corinda, I'm still a work in progress. Um, I, as best as I could, trying to bring alignment, right? Balance, alignment of the head and the heart. Um, so those moments when I might feel that I'm not enough, um, you know, having my mind to filter those thoughts into my heart to say, yes, you are. Yes, you can. And putting that one step in front of the other. Um, you know, Loyanne, I used to be this person where I felt like I had to build Rome in a day, you know, and it, it's just, it's just not possible. <laughs> it's, not possible. <laughs> it's not realistic. Right. And so I have started to, um, in my life, just embrace the beauty of the journey. So that's embracing the good days and the bad days as beautiful. Um, the struggles, the successes, as all beautiful, as a part of a beautiful journey in um, this, this walk of self-healing. But yes, you do, you, there is a shift in mind and there is a shift in heart, but it's going to take consistency. It's going to take love. Right. Um, I, I'm telling you, Doyen, there was a time in my life where I really, truly had to love Corinda all over again. Yeah. And it made a world of a difference when I did. And that's the other thing, too, that you're talking about. So awareness is very important because yeah. and awareness of self, like I said, like I noticed, you know, and in all fairness, there were things that earlier I used to blame outwardly. Mm -hmm. Some of that is like I was telling mm -hmm. you prior to being on here is the literature or what people are saying that, you know, this is this person's fault for you coming to this. And mm -hmm. when you have to look at it, it's not really their fault. It's the way that you responded to it. Yes. But that in itself doesn't make mm -hmm. it your fault, but it makes you need to be aware of how you're responding to what's around you. So and true. I love that. That's why I said, it's like holding it. Um, I had a really good question and I just <laughs> forgot it. So that's <laughs> no worries. But you know what? While you're thinking, I, I just thought of something too to add to what you were saying. It's so important to come to a place of accountability because it shows that you love yourself and it shows that um, you are ready to set boundaries even as you move forward. And the other thing that is so precious about accountability is that you no longer um, become dismissive, right? I mean, it's so easy to be dismissive and put all of the weight on someone else and feel like, oh, I've made myself lighter. No, no, <laughs> no, we can't do that. Um, so when you begin to take accountability, you begin to say, you know what? I have some weight to carry in this and I'm willing to work through that. And I'm willing not to put unnecessary pressures on myself, understanding where I am and the work that I need to put in to be a better person, to be better for others. So um, I, just, I just love that. You know, sometimes people feel like, oh, when you take accountability, you're, you're, um, 
you know, you are saying it's, it's your fault. No, it's not about saying it's my fault, but it is about saying that I love myself enough um, to say that I'm ready to be a better person for yeah. me first and then for others. Absolutely. And yeah. I know that the not good enough is out there. It's like, I think pretty well, we have mm -hmm. another podcast I have with the co-host and we hear that consistently and mm -hmm. I hear it here too. And I know for myself, when I'm alone in a room, mm -hmm. I feel good enough. Mm -hmm. But when I go out into the world, mm -hmm. I start mm -hmm. feeling self-conscious. So yeah. there's a difference between self-confidence and self-consciousness. It is. It is. There's absolutely, you know, that's, that's really good, um, Loyanne, that you said that. It, it really is a difference. Um, in regards to self-consciousness and self-confidence. And, you know, for, for me, one of the things that I know I had to work on was understanding that I can't be everything to everybody and understanding that I won't be able to please everybody and it's okay. Um, and to, you know, I, I'm telling you, I started, there was this time in my life, William, where I felt like, well, if I live this life of perfection, then maybe I'll be a better wife, or maybe I'll be a better friend, or I'll, I'll be a better business partner, or more people will like me. Um, but you know what? I am so excited to show up as my authentic self, right? Um, and even those quirky things, I'm clumsy sometimes. Sometimes I stutter, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I snort when I laugh really good, you know, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all good, right? So I just learned to embrace all of me, right? Understanding that all of me is made beautiful. And, um, but there definitely, there definitely is a difference. And I'm glad that you said that because we do have to be aware um, that it is a difference between the two. Yeah. And yeah. you're perfect with your imperfections. Perfect with your imperfections. Perfect with your imperfections. Absolutely. And, and when you really come into that awareness, um, everything in your life just change. It just changes and a lot of things shift and you begin to see the beauty and the love um, and, and things that, you know, sometimes it's easy to take for granted and the little things in life. Um, yeah, but that's, that's it. You got it. <laughs> and it's funny, things in business are so transferable. And I know this is about bulimia, but I have to say this because I was, you know, and still am, but I was a working mom. Mm -hmm. um, I still continue to work and there's those correlations of, you know, I had failed businesses like you have, you were saying mm -hmm. that you did too. And there was something that I read about and it said, you know, if you point the finger at, well, it was the economy or this or that and the other thing, the mistakes that you made in your business, you will not be aware of. Mm. So again, there's the accountability. Sure. It's the same thing in life. It's the same thing. If it you is. don't look at it and say, you know what, it wasn't all, you know, in my divorce, I could have said it's all his fault. Mm -hmm. But when I started taking accountability for reasons that might have led to what happened, mm -hmm. it became easier for me because now I could see what I needed to change in myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So that is so true. So I'd like to know a little bit more about you too, because I, I, I know I'm just loving that you're here and this is really exciting for me. Now, I know that you've authored 
some books. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. Well, my first book was, um, it's a poetry book. I love to write. Writing has always been my safe place. And writing poetry for me is healing. Um, I am able to express freely without judgment. I'm able to truly open up um, without any boundaries. And so the first book was, it's called Soul of a Poet. And um, it just goes through all the, you know, things in life. Um, and it's just put in poetry form. Um, so yeah, really excited about that. And I still enjoy writing poetry. I think I might do another book at some point, a poetry book at some point. Um, but I just love that. And then um, I was a contributing writer for a book called The Weight, The Pitfalls, The Things That I've Learned um, in Regards to Being an Entrepreneur and um, Some of the Lessons, Hard Lessons in regards to starting a business, um, jumping too quickly in partnerships or with people, um, jumping too quickly in investments, but things of that nature to give people some clarity and some caution and wisdom as they start their own business. And then my latest book is Perfect Patty Messed Up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I love actually, it. <laughs> no, I'm actually working on the second edition of Perfect Patty. Um, and um, this, this second edition, I'm actually looking for women who um, are ready to share their story of how they turned their mess into a message. Um, but Perfect Patty really, um, it, it's a devotional. It's a 40 day devotional. And it helps us to understand that we are going to mess up. But what are the lessons that you've learned and how you absolutely can move forward gracefully? Yeah. I love that. That sounds like pretty well a lot of the stuff that we were talking about today in your Absolutely. Book. <laughs> how did you come up with that title, Perfect Patty? You know, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, I was inspired to write the book from a movie uh, of Tyler Perry. He had several years ago. Uh, it was called Why Did I Get Married? And um, there was a character in the movie, Janet Jackson actually played the character. And she was popular and she was, you know, the go-to person. She was successful. Um, and it looked from the outside that she had everything, you know, and everything was great. And from the outside, I mean, it was like this perfect person. Um, but then there's this, you know, scene in which she's, she has a breaking point and she says to her husband, you know, perfect Patty messed up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Gosh. You know, and so personally, I've never experienced what she was talking about in the scene of the movie of losing a child. But, um, you know, as a woman and putting unnecessary pressures on yourself and feeling like you have to have it together all of the time. Um, I felt like this was a perfect time for me to break that cycle for my life and then to help other women break that cycle, too. Absolutely. And I do think our society has moved forward on that you know and and some say that men have been brought up to don't cry but yeah. I was also brought up to don't cry yeah <laughs> a little harder maybe they say for women because we are sometimes more emotional I don't know if that's yeah. the total truth though because I've met many oh. emotional men <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely. uh but we're a lot more forgiving. And what I like about that too is speaking of men is men are becoming more vulnerable and more emotional and it's okay. And, and women as well, you know, the ones that are perceived that they want to show perfection are now able to say, Hey, you know what? I went through this and it's mm -hmm. acceptable. Like, mm -hmm. and then people are going, yeah, now I can relate to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Oh, wow. I can relate. Like, 
I'm so glad I know. And I'm so glad to know that I'm not the only person going through this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when you were going through, you know, your business failures and, and that, I, I mean, I, I saw there's a beautiful quote you put in about uh, engaging with Les Brown. Mm -hmm. How was mm -hmm. that? And tell us about oh, that. Let me tell you. So um, I have always admired Les Brown, right? And um, I actually had a chance. I was gifted. It was my 30th birthday, right? And you know how you have those milestone birthdays. So it was my 30th birthday and my pastor's wife, my former pastor's wife, gifted me um, a ticket to go and uh, meet him and to be a part of his speakers conference. I was just speechless, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to meet Les Brown. And so that was such a turning point in my life. Because let me tell you, sometimes, you know, we have that excitement of the, ex of, of the actual experience of being able to do something. But sometimes we don't even know the setup, like what is what really is going to happen, right, from from actually going through this particular experience that you're going through. And so anyway, um, I met him and he was he was lovely, kind, um, just just so inspiring. But I have to share this activity really quick, Lorianne, if you don't mind. Um, so there was a particular activity he had us to do. He, he had us all to get up and to walk around the room. And I am an introvert. You know, sometimes people think I'm an extrovert, but I really am an introvert. And I was just like, okay, we're going to walk around the room. Okay. So he's like, okay, get up, walk around the room. He says, I want you to keep walking until I tell you to sit down. So we're walking. It's maybe about, I don't know, 50 to 65 or 70 people. It's an intimate group. And so, you know, this person was sitting down. He was telling this person to sit down. And so I'm like, okay, when is he going to tell me to sit down? And so, you know, we're walking and we're walking. And more people were sitting down and I'm still walking. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I was the last one. I was the only one still walking Lorianne around the room. And at this point, my hands are like, you know, that sweaty, palmy. I feel like I'm going to have an anxiety attack right there. <laughs> and I'm still walking. And he said to me, he said, Corinda, do you know why I have you still walking? And I'm like, no. And he says, I need you to walk until you believe in you. And it just, it changed my life. I mean, because for so long, I'm like, well, I think I'm okay. I was not okay. Right. And I love when you can connect with people who can see the greater in you and, and really push you to pull that out. And I'm telling you, when he said, I need you to walk until you believe in you. And it was like, my shoulders got, you know, bigger and, you know, that smile came on and I started walking and strutting. He said, okay, you got it, you know? And it was, it was wonderful. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Great experience. Life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would guess that's a wonderful thing. Whether they talk in, um, can't remember what it is if it's the timelines or whatever where there's uh or nlp where yeah. you know those moments that you you know connect with when mm -hmm. you're feeling down that's a perfect one <laughs> like perfect like <laughs> i love that story i have not had the opportunity to meet him yet someday i hope to yes um, i hope you do yeah. yes I, 
I did. I did. I have to say, I did have. I got to sit at the table Jack, Jack Canfield, and that was kind of really oh, cool too. So that's, cool. <laughs> that's my big moment. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I love this. Can you please let my listeners know where they can find you and your books? Yes, absolutely. So please, you can find me on the web at CorindaDion.com. Um, again, that's CorindaDion.com. And I'm also on all of your social media platforms. Um, you can find me Corinda Dion or Corinda Dion LLC. And my books um, are available on Amazon. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and just quickly, too, because we were saying that you, uh, you're the number one change agent. Just before we quickly go, just give us a quick overview of what that means. Oh, gosh. You know what? That means that you I am helping you to change your thought process. I am helping you to bring your your mindset and your heart into alignment as best as possible so that you can take risks and that you can deliver a new you. Absolutely. And do you have any like programs that they can sign up for for this? Sure, I do personal mentoring and coaching. Um, they can find that on my website. I also help corporations with a corporate workshop that I do called Finding Joy. Um, so that's important too. And um, I also do, again, motivational speaking. Um, so you can see where I will, you know, where I'm traveling and where I'm going just connect with me absolutely beautiful thanks again so much Brenda for being here with us today and thank you uh, and I I just can't say enough that that's just it's been a wonderful time with you absolutely likewise thank you take care thank you for listening to this episode be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com <laughs>